ChristopherMedia.org. ChristopherMedia.net. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. And now, here are your hosts. Welcome to Sporgy. I'm Chris. I'm Rich. I'm the Iceman. And everybody loves a quitter. That's what I've learned in the last couple days. Ah, the what's what's going on with with athletes the last couple months? It it's all of a sudden like you could take a mental health day. Is this is this a new thing? Look, uh, I talked to my wife about this, and her body of work. Talking about Simone Biles, everybody. Of her body of work, all right, makes her a great Olympian. That's I can't question that. I just can't. However, what she did in Tokyo, I, I got to call bullshit. All right. She didn't come out the day of competition and like, guys, my mind's messed up. I, I'm screwed. Um, I'm having problems focusing because of Larry Nasser. Uh, please do this without me and I'll be there to support you. This chick went, did a vault, messed up. Biffed it. And then said, uh, yeah, my mind's messed up. Larry Nasser, sorry. It's crazy. Too much pressure. Got to go. Yeah. And see, this is and and this is why. Okay, I don't care that she's fucking like. Oh, I have I have issues with my mental health and this and that. That's sad for you. I'm sorry for you. Here's the deal. And we haven't raised our children, or we haven't brought up athletes this way for gener for two generations now, and we're starting to see the dividends pay off, for better or for worse. We need to tell these. These oh-so-fucking-fragile athletes that you may be good, you may even be great, but until you overcome all obstacles, mental, emotional, physical, neurological, whatever the fuck, and go out and do that rare air shit, you're never going to be the GOAT. And then here's the thing. Well, I want to be the GOAT, but I had this problem. Well, then you're not the GOAT. Yeah. See, the stars have to align for you to be in the conversation to be the greatest of all time you have to win the genetic lottery you have to have the supportive parents the right supporting cast of players and guess what this is life bad shit's going to happen to you during like during it it happens to everybody one of the most insulting articles i've seen about this fucking story is simone biles has suffered more trauma and tragedy in her life than most people on this planet would will ever experience in their entire lives. How do you know? And I'm like, who the fuck, first of all, who the fuck are you to qualify that? Second of all, you don't know that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, fuck off. All right? Now, now look, she's still in the... Great Olympian has won gold medals. No one's arguing with that. But we say it about Mario Lemieux, who missed seasons due to cancer he didn't get this even though he was on pace to pass gretzky as all-time goal scoring leader we didn't get we didn't give him the fucking record because well if it hadn't been for that cancer and those you know seasons you missed that's not how sports works yeah and see this, this is the problem we've raised children to where no there's no consequences 
I admit I'm wrong. Me saying I'm wrong goes against everything that we instill in children these days. For anyone to admit I made a mistake is akin to making them fuck somebody they're not sexually attracted to. I mean, that's like that's what they act like. They act like you're emotionally raping them if you ask them to apologize. And so when they apologize, they feel they've done they put the work in. My penance is my apology. So of course they feel I had to miss some shit due to this. Oh well. Well, Michael Jordan had 104 flu and went out and fucking nailed it. Okay, Brett Favre's dad died the day he threw for fucking the highest amount of touch touchdowns and yards he ever threw a fucking Lambo up to that point. I mean, do we need to go on and on and on? Mario Lemieux played through cancer. There's there's a guy I forget his name. Sorry, there's a guy in the NHL who sat out a year and a half, beat cancer aggressive cancer and came back and is still playing athletes are supposed well, to have the most steeliest of the resi- like that that's i mean i back in the back when we were kids i mean that's just how it was right you they were you were if you were a professional athlete you had grit you had more grit than everybody else you could you could struggle through more adversity than everybody else you were tougher than everybody else and when, this isn't oh, oh, i'm sorry go ahead. what is it this combined with naomi osaka i mean what's I mean, do do we have to bring up the common thread, or are we not allowed to do that? Is that's that, that, that could be another part of the conversation too. But it's all of a sudden we're just going to allow this. I mean, it, it, if this starts here, where did I, I guess this is the old to what end conversation? I mean, it's it starts here. What, what's going to happen next? Uh, well, uh, I, LeBron's taking a mental health day. He's a healthy scratch because he just needs a day in the NBA yeah. finals. Yeah, guys, it's not that it's not that far fucking fetched, man. The world we live in is not the world we lived in last year, let alone five years ago. Period. Russell Wilson's just not feeling it. He's going to sit out week sixteen. I mean, here's here's the deal. Like one of the comparisons that i heard about her situation was to and ironic well not ironically but i'm not psychic but apparently the, the examples i bring up on sporgy are i brought up zach Granke on this show a couple of weeks ago and of course and i went through you know everything he's went through i mean homeboy literally was supposed to be pitching that night and was selling insurance to somebody at a desk I think he still gets commission office. on the policies he sold i have no problem <laughs> He seems like that type of guy. He just seems very officious and so like, policies, but he's very, I want my money. Yes, this was the agreed upon, but he's, he's just a weird fucking guy who's got mental issues. Absolutely. Here's the thing. He's also bounced around from team to team. He's also an elite talent. He also went away, addressed those issues, came back and was better than before. One insurance salesman of the year for three days of work. That's how that's how this works. And to and and yes, I know where you were wanting to go because this person in this article immediately went to little black girl we pick on, privileged white male we let ride. Uh, Ladies. He got he got shit. I don't see color. Well well, (laughs) we we we'll get on that on the next gen exhausted. Yeah. But (laughs) but uh, uh, yeah, I mean, sorry, you threw me with that one. Anyways, <laughs> well, dude, well, dude, let's be honest. Look, like male, female, okay, that's eh, on the on the on the. I'm gonna get outrage and I'm gonna use it as a shield to protect myself from criticism scale. That's like a six. Race is a nine. Trans, a black 
trans female female no a black trans trans male who's pregnant is a muslim oh god like that's that's like the 10 on the scale you know what i'm saying but and it's like and there's degrees between nine and ten race is pretty much nine right now you get every job you ever applied for Go for. I would go nuts. I would, I would shoot for the moon. I would apply to CEO of shit I have no business applying for, just because I would probably get hired. Here's the conversation that probably needs to be had that's not being had. You want to make it about mental illness. You want to bring awareness to it. You want to bring awareness to the fact that there are plenty of athletes that suffer from mental illness. Then why are the athletes and the people who supposedly support these athletes pitting them against each other? Why aren't it? Why? isn't someone like Simone, Simone Biles talking about the struggles that other athletes have went through before and said, look, I'm not saying not to deal with it or to deal or just to walk away from your sport, but there's got to be a better way because the way we have now led me to this point And it led people before me to almost the exact same point walking off the job. It doesn't make sense. Yes. We are paid a lot of money and given a lot of fucking adjuration to play a, ch- a child's sport, essentially. Or what she said uh, was a bunch of bullshit because she fucked up. And she took her ball and went home. That's, oh. I, I got to say, guys, seriously, that's all I saw. Well, that's all you saw because that's where your mind goes. But I think we've established that we hear, you know, the average person hears hoofbeats. We think horses, you think zebras. That's, yeah, we get it. I understand. No, I understand. You, you assume the worst because you played sports. You quit. You quit. You take it personally. We've talked about this before, dude. This ain't nothing new. Don't get offended no, no. because I'm fucking repeating shit I've said before. <laughs> no, it, it just, I can't. I can't. I, I'm with so, you on this one, Ice. I mean, about Simone Biles, everybody wants to talk about the greatest Olympic gymnastic person. And, and that's true. She was. She, she, she's done things that, you know, other people haven't been able to do. You know, she, she was, you know, amazing. But, what she did in this Olympics, I, I can never now. I can never not put her, or I can never put her with um, Michael Phelps. Isn't this her second Olympics? Like all of a sudden, <clears throat> she's been doing this professionally for at least eight years. That's just if you count in Olympics. So I'm guessing at least a decade, a decade plus. You've been doing this. All of a sudden, you're gonna crack. Like that's what that's what I that's that's why I'm smelling a little bit of bullshit here. Like really, like all of a sudden the pressures are too much. The pressures you've been dealing with for a decade plus, all of a sudden they're too much. Like, come on, man. What, See, she, I, hasn't, she hasn't mentioned it at all, at all. I think of that Arnold drop. Come on, don't bullshit me. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Stop. Let's be honest. Let's let's stop the bullshit. You already got a, an argument that is pretty sound. Stop padding it with horse shit, dude. Doesn't matter if she brought it up. We, you know that. I know that. If she brought it up before the Olympics, people would have attacked her for why are you bringing up your personal bullshit before the Olympics and being a distraction. If she doesn't bring it up, you get what you got now. If she's in a no, so she's in a no-win situation. Don't prop your argument up with toothpicks, bro. Use fucking beams. Come on now, seriously. You, you, I. She, there's, there is a possibility she quit. Very fucking strong. She could have had people. I don't know about enough about gym gymnastics. Know what they call it? But what is it? Uh, they call it in, in in baseball at least the yips. Where the most basic thing. All of a sudden, I got a player who's been doing this. A, 
thousands and hundreds of thousands and millions of times can't throw the ball back to the fucking to the pitcher and he's a catcher or something. Okay, but take your lumps then. Like that's what I that's the lumps like sometimes but, sometimes you got to finish fourth or fifth to fucking light a fire under your ass for the next time so you can finish first again. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and dude, we've created a society that we cater to people who and their excuses for why they didn't fucking well, they didn't win. But that's still not good enough because you can't you can't fucking forge a fucking weapon out of out of just garbage, right? So there's got to be steel there, to, to, something to work with to begin with. So I have to believe on some level she does have a fire stoked in her that was just there for whatever reason. She, she found gymnastics. It was, she had a natural affinity for it. She moved into it. Hey, I'm sure she looks at it this way. Gymnastics has brought me all the good things in my life and all the worst things in my life, meaning getting molested and fucking being exploited is i mean let's be honest dude how much money has she really fucking made off of the olympics because she still wants to compete in the olympics i i, I don't know her endorsement deals but i'm on the bet a, a decent amount i mean okay the other thing i think about too is another it's it's kind of going back to like kind of the whole head space like i think shikari richardson was in like if this if this is true and you you went all the way to tokyo and you haven't been feeling it like that's kind of that's kind of a that's kind of a bullshit move too. Like you 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 could you should have bowed out earlier. Let someone else go to Tokyo. Like it's like I don't know. It's it's to me it's just her past performance is what makes me go. This is a bunch of a bunch of horse shit. See, I think I think probably what's going on is and like I said, I don't know the terms, but whatever the yips is in gym in gymnastics, there's been some people whose opinion I kind of trust. Because they've been around gymnastics, who said there's a term for it. They think she's got it. She doesn't want to admit it. Team USA doesn't want to admit it. They're trying to fucking bow out with as much grace and basically throw as much, you know, pop as much smoke and then fucking Houdini on out the door. And by popping smoke, that's muddy in the waters of the conversation. It's her mental health. You can't attack her for that. See, so all you can do now is go. I think. Oh, you think you have no proof? See what I'm saying? Like this is you are we we. This is how, believe me, folks, the media, like chess, maneuver pieces around on the board to get you to feel and, and do a certain thing and make it socially acceptable to to say one thing and not another. Oh, you threw, this is, she threw up the I'm shield. Sorry, she threw up the yeah. shield that you can't, like, Meghan Markle threw it up. Like, so when everyone was calling her on all of the, like, I think uh, Inside Edition figured out the, the, the interview she did with Oprah, like, more than uh, 50% of what she said was out and out lies. But because she threw up the mental health shield, he said anything, anything about, you know, the, the other way, you're, you're attacked, you're an asshole. Trust me, anyone gets a hold of this, I'm done. It's over. We're done collectively. You know, it's, it's you know, you know in, that's, in, in that sense. And that's why I said, okay, you want to play the game? Because this is the game now. See, I, like, we, get, we tend to get mad at the rules of the game, but we don't have a say in that. We have to just deal with the rules. They're dictating the rules. Okay, cool. So I can't talk about her mental health. Well, let's talk about how she ain't the greatest of all time. She ain't even in the conversation. And this is why. Oh! And I have, You're going to have villagers have, at your door with torches. Bring it. Bring it. Trust me. Trust. Anyone shows up at my doorstep in this neighborhood, <laughs> that, your mistake. Okay? <laughs> I, I, ain't, I ain't near the city no more. Bring your weak titty bullshit. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, out here, my neighbors will handle it and then fucking dump you off on my porch and say dispose of that. So, yeah, go ahead. And then you but, have the land to do it. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, I mean, it's... <laughs> I don't have to go far for the pig farms now. That's the good part of living out in the boonies. No, it's just it's <laughs> no it never in, in in any time in history is it any more evident that a narrative is being crafted by the press. Like it is you're the press has shown their ass so much in the last 5 years at least. They started showing it I'd say about 2010 and it's just been it has been ramped up and now it's it's there is clearly a story being told. Some things get put out there and some things get buried. You know, and some you're allowed to talk about some people and not others. And some people can get away with some things and some people can't. Yep. One, one of the things that people are comparing Simone Biles to is uh, Carrie Struggs when she... Uh, Carrie Struggs injured herself and, and still went out there. And performed a perfect... And got the medal! Yeah. <laughs> This ain't Carrie Strong at all. It's, none of those boxes were checked. She did not go back out there. She did not injure herself. She did not win anything. Uh, Carrie um, gives praises to Simone Biles. Well, you have to, right? She's an alum. She's a team alumni. She's nowhere near this. She she wants the heat. Carrie Strong wants to keep making money. Yeah. And that's that's just a that's just a that's just a business play. Hey, I'm Look, still a whole glass of milk. My name's Carrie Strug. I'm not saying Simone Biles doesn't have issues. I'm not saying she couldn't focus. I'm just saying if all of that was the case, that she should have said something before she took that first vault. Should exactly. No, exactly. I, no, you're absolutely right. Okay. Because this is it. Look, you're competing in individual and team when you're going over there. Okay, if you're just competing in as an individual, in my mind, that's and, and and you drop out over some bullshit. Now this is all now. Now we can fucking let's play in the land of of what if. Okay, if she did fucking quit over some horse shit, or because she just was like, oh, I've been distracted for the last four years and I'm not as great as I once was, why'd or whatever the fuck. Why'd you go to Japan? Yeah, if you're there for an individual one, that's good. That's bad enough. You're there for a team competition. You just fucked over, not just. One person because that you took a spot from, but your whole team. It ain't all about you, sweetheart. <laughs> and see, this is, you know, of course, because the way that our media is, you know, Trump's, you know, someone stuck a mic in Trump's face and said, hey, what do you think about what's going on over in the Olympics? And he did what he did. He took the bait. <laughs> and Trump did what Trump did. <laughs> yep. Trump's going to Trump. And he, you know, oh, that's what woke politics gets you. And it's like, yeah, okay, well, you're taking one slice of a pie and trying to act like it's a whole pie. It doesn't matter the distraction. Distractions have always been there. These are the Olympics. You're supposed to be the most finely tuned athletes in the world competing against each other. It, any distraction is a problem. It, it is problematic, as the kids like to say. Okay? So, yeah. Uh, if, if you're the U.S. like women's soccer team and you're running around talking about how you're not paid the same as men, even though you get a better, a bigger percentage of the door, you just don't draw as much. You, like, you know, all that bullshit, the whole kneeling, uh, 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 what's her face, uh, the chick with the purple hair, running around, you know. Wrapping out. Got to have an opinion about everything. Got to show up at every fucking this, every that. 
every opportunity, take a picture. Oh, look, I'm going to kneel, even though my black teammate's standing right next to me now, blah, 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 blah. And then they get out there and, dude, 3-0. She loves using that F word, too. Bro, 3-0. Yep. You didn't score. Got that ass whooped. Be Literally, they, you could have had just played defense and probably ended up with that fucking same score. Speaking of Trump, what did you see his speech when he brought that up and everybody cheered? Because <laughs> they're simple. They, they see a slice of a pie, and he goes, this is a whole pie. And they're like, we love the emperor in his clothes. They're too, they're too, too dumb to fucking see through the bullshit. And the bullshit is, he's right. But he's right because he's tra- he's 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 right be- and he's right for the wrong reasons and that's what Trump loves to do and that's where Trump lives that's his zone is yeah distractions what Jesus fucking Christ how much have we heard about the the, the U.S. women's Olympic soccer team in the last three years did the men's team even exist right probably like and, stacking okay. up championships and we don't even know you got your way. You got what you wanted. You got attention. Now that the spotlight's on you, you're wilting. What's the reason? Mental health. And you know what winners do? Winners go home, lick their wounds, look at the tape, figure out what they did wrong, correct it, train harder, go back next time, and win. Winners go home and fuck the prom queen. (laughs) Yeah. On the rock. Yeah. Well, what, what the fuck? I mean, okay, let's keep it about the sport. Fine. What is your excuse then? You've had not four years, five to prepare for this, to train. And don't give me this COVID shit. You're going to tell me that if you really wanted to fucking get some extra fucking reps in down at the fucking gym, Miss Biles, they wouldn't open it up for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, come to, even during COVID, get the fuck out of here. Come on, man. Would you like to hear some of the headlines about Simone Biles? The ones I sent to you guys in the chat. Simone Biles' withdrawal will make us all winners in the long run. Uh, Simone Biles in the most human meaning of courage. Olympic great Simone Biles shows strength in knowing when you need to stop. In the final, these women don't owe us anything. Barf, barf, barf. Puke, puke, puke. Why was I not seeing these articles when, when Zach Grinky was going through what he was going through? Uh, white male? I mean, we don't hold anything back on this show, right? I mean, that's what we're all thinking. Well, I mean, I, I can tell you this. NPR... Uh, their quote-unquote sports division only covers stories that make sports look horrible. (laughs) I'm like, NPR is like Nickelback. It's music for people who hate music. NPR NPR sports is sports for people who hate sports. I was going to say, like, what is... Sometimes the comedy writes itself. Like, they just... What does it say up there? Just, I like sports. It's got that it's got that up there. No one no one has a team. I don't know. I've never seen anything on their website, but I'm just saying they cover like li- cricket. Lis- listening to NPR, oh, I'm sure curling's huge. Uh listening to NPR. Chess. Like, and, oh, they, they, they talk about the Olympics, but all I talk about is how horrible everything is and how, you know, oh, apparently, you know it, by the way, none of the fucking like the, there's something that we go through every four years. And this proves that this this country, our society, has amnesia. Everybody gets outraged and shocked by either how stringent or loose the local laws are in regards to what a person can and can't do. And, you know, of course, the Olympic Village and all the fucking that goes on there is always, you know, good for a, a giggle or two on late night, don't try hard comedy. And, you know, that's usually what it what it what it's been over. What about the fact that uh like 
certain acts and certain things are illegal in that country that's hosting the Olympics. Why am I not seeing op-ed pieces talking shit about them? Why am I not seeing how the, that these are problematic societies and and we're getting a peek into their problematic lives? Because it's fucking Japan. They're just, they already own us in many areas. Don't piss them off. Guys, it's because there's... They're trade partner. We like them. It's, it's real simple. Get mad. Big mad, big money. You ain't gonna get mad by that. Japanese people, they usually don't boycott and throw fucking and go and go on mostly peaceful riots. So, I mean, that's all there. There it is. You want it? There it is. Easy fucking targets. Easy fucking targets. Soft targets, dude. That's what these people go for. Anything hard. Anything that that you actually have to have, like understand an understanding more in depth than who did you vote for last election is beyond these people. They're just pure partisanship. That's why you're getting the stories you get. And the ones you hate, believe me, someone else loves. So they're getting the hate and love clicks. That's why these stories are up there. Now, these are sports people not talking about sports in, during the Olympics. Like I, Even Barstool called Simone Biles the GOAT Olympian. I'm sorry, what? The GOAT? She's got the most medals ever? I thought that was Phelps. Well, she's, I mean, if she doesn't have the most gold medals, then she must have the most medals overall ever, right? I mean, if you're the GOAT Olympian, that means over the entire Olympics. But you see what I'm saying? You have to... The game's being played, and it's being played right in front of you. And it's all theater. It's all horseshit. It does not matter. That's what's irritating about these stories. Keep it about sports. If you bring up anything that's not sports-related to these stories... Okay, you talk to sports, the, the facts of the sport, the stats of the sport with people. They don't want to talk about that. Now they want to talk about how unfair historically the sport's been. Okay, well, what? wait a minute. Hold on a sec. So I can't criticize somebody who's doing something today, but you could talk about shit that happened 100 years ago and somehow apply it to today? Sure. Okay. It's dumb. Sorry. It's maddening. I, I don't, I'm not a huge Olympics guy, but I do follow the coverage. All right. And one of our very first shows with Sporgy was covering the Olympics in 2016. Oh, shit. And I think if we didn't say it on the show, we said it either before or after. Like, we both were like, are you, are you picking up, like, some weird type of coverage? Like, they're covering the Olympics all weird? It's like, it's you're not seeing highlights of what they did to win the gold medals. You're hearing everything else about them. You know, like, oh, I stubbed my toe when I was three and my daddy left home. So I've overcome this and this. And I'm like, what the fuck does this have to do? Like, like all these human interest stories. Like that, it's like reality show coverage, right? Like half of it is the story about how the fucking contestant came to be there. Pretty much. Yeah. And that's what it's that's what 2016. That's what was hot in the streets, folks. That type of reporting in the five years <clears throat> since we've gotten to. I don't think I've seen some I've seen a video online on any of these articles I've read about Simone Biles, US women's team, anything. All these opinion pieces. I haven't even seen one video of them playing the sport that is being talked about. Man, the Trump administration did something to the press and it's not and it's not you're not unringing that bell. You're not we're we're not going back to how it's it's I'm out of words for it. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's, there's a story being told people. I've been saying it for years and it has never been more evident. I, I mean, we, it, this is, it doesn't matter. I mean, like, it doesn't matter. You're going to, because people, this is the other thing. People are going to believe what they want to believe. 
Like you could try to convince a person not to do something stupid, and they'll sit there and listen to you. They'll look you dead in the eye. They'll nod. They'll say everything right, and they'll go do it anyways. Yep. So it, it doesn't. It's just media silos everywhere, and everybody's right. Like so, it, it's amazing how many people in the last year and a half are all of a sudden fucking medical experts. You know, we're, that, that's where we are. You have a doctor telling you something to your face and be like, oh, I think you're wrong. Meanwhile, never mind their, you know, eight years of medical training, you know, their countless years of experience as a physician. They'll just straight up tell a doctor they're wrong. Okay, cool. How do you make your money I, again? I mean, I, look, I, I don't know where I, I, I got mixed feelings, let's put it that way, about the NFL saying they might mandate every fucking player, everybody that's an NFL employee has to be fucking vaccinated. Only because of this, if you're going above and beyond and you're breaking the contract and you're willing to basically cut people's contracts, you know they're going to go after them for their signing bonuses and all that shit, okay, that don't get vaccinated. Here's the deal. That wasn't in the contract when they signed it. You're throwing in an amendum in the middle of their fucking contract saying basically you want to play in this league you have to do this and you're bound to be in this league because of an agreement you agreed to before this condition was given to you i don't like that that leads down the road of oh what's a big enough problem we can just declare an emergency and we can do what the fuck we want there's a reason that there's a players association a union and a collective bargaining agreement with the owners and the players association. That's my, my concern is strictly an ethical concern as far as, uh, well, I don't want to take it. Then don't play Bye. that's your employer. Yeah. Or enjoyed like it or to enjoy still having to go through all the fucking hoops every week, the testing and all this and that, you know, I, apparently from, from, I've heard everything from, yep. You have to be tested every day. Uh, basically it's like, like basically anybody who's not vaccinated has to basically go through what they went through last season yeah, the NFL, every day. It's pretty much laid out. Like, Hey, if you get the shot, you could just businesses, business as usual. They're basically saying, Hey, it'll be less of a pain in the ass if you get the shot. And I mean, I like, look, I'm sure dude, it's the NFL. Those guys are humongous at weights that are not normal. I'm sure some of them have medical conditions that would exclude them. To where their doctor, their personal doctor, even a team doctor was like, from a legal standpoint, I wouldn't stick to vaccine in them. We just don't know yet. Okay, fine. But if the NFL says, okay, well, here's the deal. Unless you have a, a valid medical reason that we can be backed up by more than just your doctor, uh, then you sit out until basically it disappears. And if COVID never disappears, I guess you never play in the NFL again, huh? I mean, it, it, that's that's... That's the true freedom there, right? Well, my next question to is to up. these people is, though, how long, how, how long, Dr. DeAndre Hopkins, how long is it going to take for you to finally accept? I mean, it's, we're to the point where the FDA is about the emergency use is about to go away and normal use is about to come into it. Like, it's, how much time needs to elapse? We're almost a year into sticking these into people's arms. I mean, it's, but that's, is he going to still be sitting here three seasons from now going, I don't know. Dude, it's been three years. I guess, and he sacrifices his career. I mean, dude, that's basically what we're talking about. Once again, we're right back to where we were when we're talking about the, the, the character makeup of these athletes these days of, well, <laughs> I'm standing by my principles. Well, good for you. There's consequences. Yeah. And, if, and, and here's the deal. If you're willing to change your principles, then were they really a principle? Was it something to live your life by or was it a suggestion? I mean, it... it 
Well, I got a family to take care of. Go get a job. There's plenty of places to let you work without the jab. I'm reminded of a scene in 30 Rock. I don't know if you guys ever watched it. Alec Baldwin's talking to, to Tracy Morgan. And Tracy Morgan is a disgraced, uh, at the time, he's a, a, a disgraced fallen movie star. You know, like, he, he was A-list at one point. He's fallen to C-list. And they're at some kind of charity event. And Alec Baldwin says, hey, what did you say to the president of Paramount? He's like, I told her she can kiss my ass. He's like, what did you say to the president of Universal? I told her she can suck my black dick or just whatever. And he's like, well, how's that working out for you? That's where I get to a point with a lot of these people. Like, a lot of these people who, like, just refuse, they always take a stand about everything, and I never change my mind. And, you know, it, generally, if you ask them how things are going in their life, it's, it's they, 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 they kind of have the, the life of somebody who, like, it's just refusing to be flexible at some point. You're going to be dealing with a whole bunch of consequences that come with, with being like that. Mm-hmm. There's a reason there's audibles at the line in football. <laughs> there's a reason the military trains you for combat by teaching you to improvise, overcome, and adapt. Or improvise, adapt, overcome. See what I'm saying? They're, they're, like These aren't just mottos that are on fucking stickers on the back of people's trucks. This is what you fucking do. And you're a professional athlete, and you can't understand that? You you, you never change your mind? This is See, to me, this is... This is the privilege of being an athlete who's been picked out and singled out from the crowd as someone who will go far and all the trappings that come with that, coupled with, as a society, your truth. Your truth. And who am I to question your truth? So Never mind the truth. Yeah. It, facts doesn't... Our feelings don't care about your facts. This is the world we live in now. You don't like it? You should have done something. It's too late now. You're not locking that fucking barn door. The horses are gone. They're glue and they're in dog food. They're not coming back. Get used to it. So this is what we got to look forward to. I'll tell you what. I guarantee you. I know that that, that the ratings for television sports shit is, is... can be fudged because they'll say, oh, well, streaming online was huge and blah, 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 and all this bullshit. But... Let this shit keep up and watch the ratings fucking drop for the next fucking Olympics. I mean, the NBA ratings are down the last two seasons. Last year's, oh, it was coronavirus. Okay, fine. Cool. There's your one. What about this year? Like, they were down over down. They had a regular season this year, in a sense. They only started like a month later than they would have started. Well, I mean, if that's the case, then I... I don't know, I guess these people better start learning to live with uh, a little bit less money in their pocket. I mean, hell, you could argue that finals went long, the season went as long as it should have went because, what, the finals were damn near ended on the 4th of July. Mm-hmm. They usually end at the beginning of June. Yep. Sporty. ChristopherMedia.net. ChristopherMedia.net. Sporty. Isn't the vaccine the same as kneeling? As far, what would be as far as a wedge issue? Just it, it it's a the NFL is a company. What they say goes. You you want to kneel and support, you know whatever you want to support. Well, that's too damn bad. We're not allowing it. You you you, you want to play for us to you know this season? You're taking the vaccine. Don't take the vaccine. You don't play. Well, I mean, it looks like if you if you look at the news, the wind that is blowing that way for a lot of things. I think we might see that coming up here. Where all of a sudden, all these people who are like uh, people in companies and like, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. All of a sudden, nope, you want to fucking work here? You got to get this. 
and you have well, this I'm amount say, of time. I, I, I'm not saying this is what's going on. I'm just saying I think that that this is how the shit will play out. If we go back, if if we go back to some sort of oh shit, we're leading off the news with COVID, new and COVID infections and deaths, and it's the unvaccinated, okay? Then, yeah, and we go back to like mask mandates and a couple states locked down. There will be man, you you believe me. I don't know how at that point in this country with the with, with what over 50% of the population already got one jab and over 63% of the population already have are fully vaccinated like or yeah and 53% of them have one jab so yeah so okay so yeah yeah I was right I just said it backwards I, I, um I was saving his brain for Jen exhausted but motherfucker like I did what you told me to do I didn't get covid Last year, I went and got the shot. I'm not getting COVID now. Why do I? Why am I going to have to put a fucking mask back on because a bunch of other assholes won't do what they're supposed to do? Fuck you. This time, I will, I will walk around with my bare ass face and my middle fingers in the air. I will staple my vaccine card to my fucking shirt. Fuck you. Why do I have to? Why do I have to suffer because a bunch of other assholes don't want to play by the rules? That goes back to the one is guilty because of the many. Now, here's here's my point of bringing that up is uh, if that's the way this country looks like it's going, you know, it's going to go that way with the NFL. The NFL is going to make their money. And I think last year that they they proved that we can weather this shit just fine. Like it's not it's not perfect, but it's better than nothing. It's better than a fucking what? 53 or whatever the fuck 60 game season that MLB played. You know, it's better than the truncated seasons other sports had. They had a full fucking season, and at like there was a few fucking scare moments where it's like, oh shit, is yeah. the whole league gonna come to an it to a, to a, to a grinding halt for a week or two? Titans, everybody gets a buy. Looking at you, assholes. Yeah, but train kept a rolling, baby, all night long. Uh, so I mean, you know, it, commerce, man, it always comes back to money. That that money train was not going to stop. Do you know how much fucking money they make every year? Of course, you, we talk about it every year. There was no way they were, uh, they were, they were, they were looking at the NCAA and going, "Fuck you, assholes! We're, we're figuring this out. We're the NFL." <laughs> what? It was like they're they're John Lennon saying, "We're bigger than Jesus," or they're Denzel screaming, "King Kong ain't got nothing on me." <laughs> well, all right, whatever. I mean, like at this point, we pretty much we've we've covered all the speculation. Unless something out of left field comes and none of us has fucking thought of. I, whatever. It is what it is with the vaccination in the NFL. They're going to do what they're going to fucking do because they're going to make sure that money keeps coming in. They're not going to shut down. They're not going to. I don't give a fuck if Mahomes refuses to take the shot. They'll be like, you're about to find out. You are the face of the NFL, but you're not bigger than the shield. Bye bye There'll be... Someone else would be more than happy to step up and become the number one player in the league. That spot won't be vacant for long. And that's just the truth. It's just the truth of the situation. That's why it's like all the pearl clutching and hand wringing and I'll boycott. Okay. Well, if you look, first of all, if you've hung on through all this shit and you ain't boycotted them yet, you ain't going to boycott them. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. 
second of all, what the fuck does that matter? You understand a boycott's to make you feel better about you waking up in the morning, putting your feet in your fucking shoes and going on about your day. If it does something, if it actually has the intended effect, that's gravy on the mashed potatoes, baby. But you can't expect it, okay? You don't even expect a pat of butter. No chives on the motherfuckers even. Nothing. You got mashed potatoes. That's what you, that's what your boycott does. So even if you do boycott it, what the fuck are you accomplishing besides making yourself feel better? And if that's what you're out for, more power to you. Looks like you got an A+. Plus. But you ain't changing the world. And you ain't changing the NFL. Because the NFL does not give a fuck. This ain't about race. This is not an issue they have to tiptoe around. They start losing money because they have to shut down franchises. They will start booting players from the NFL. Yeah. End of story. If you don't think they, they will, you haven't been paying attention to the NFL. Raj is going to get paid. Mm-hmm. A mean, lot. They, a lot. I mean, they generate more than a lot of fucking uh, 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 small countries. There are countries where, that have a smaller GDP than the NFL. Yep. I mean, shit. <laughs> California's got what more than what the bottom half, fifty percent. <laughs> Their GDP is more yeah. than bottom fifty percent of countries in the world. So, yeah, Cal- I mean, it's like the sixth largest economy in the world, I believe. Yeah. So, but <clears throat> anyway, since we're on the NFL, oh, and hopefully oh. we can wake we can wake ice up. It's about that time. Well, we're getting there. Training camps are in this week. I know. And 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 who showed up at Packers training camp? My balls are tingling. Hey, Aaron, you made it. Oh, you lost the bet, Ice. Well, you didn't. Your bet was never on because he's a Packer. Yeah, he didn't go to the Saints. I mean, until last week, I was screaming the whole time, like, ah, we'd know by now. But, I mean, that story last week about him turning down all that money, I was like, well. Jesus, he said, fuck you. That maybe that was just, a, that maybe all that was, just a story. Because he showed up. He's there. He's taking reps. They let Blake Bortles go. What the fuck was Blake Bortles ever going to do? Fill a roster spot. Exactly. Warm the bench. That's it. Fuck out of here, Blake Bortles. They burn Lambeau Field down. <laughs> it's probably there more to mentor uh, Jordan Love. I was going to say, man, like, man, but at that point, like, What's Fit Mag- What's Fitz Magic doing? <laughs> Where's he at? <laughs> he's got to be close to retirement, but no, he's on a roster somewhere. I I saw it the I other think day. He's in Washington. Oh, still in Washington. Okay. All right. Well, so, okay. Here's my question. Rogers comes back. Yay! There's much cheering and rejoicing and fucking Lambo or uh, wherever the fuck. Um, what the fuck was this about? Because it wasn't about money. Obviously, Chris, you already did, uh, brought that up. If it was a, a, a grab for power within the organization, I think he did more damage to himself as far as his legacy with that organization than anything. He damn he damn sure didn't get any power out of the situation. It's about that play, man. I'm telling you, he did not want. He wanted to call another play, and that play that made them. Uh, uh, what did they miss the playoffs or they lost their playoff game? So you you think it's so that's what I'm saying. Like now, if it's that type of control and a power that grab you is going for, we won't know. He wants we that Brady know. control. I mean, didn't hasn't Tom Brady revealed like he fucking changes a play all the time? Like he has that that luxury. Yeah, but at the same time, he also fucking gets you know his coach gets on fucking every interview and is like. You can ask anybody on the team. I don't give a fuck. He's Tom Brady. He fucks up. He gets yelled at just like everybody else. So I don't know. 
I mean, maybe because of his resume, he has carte blanche to do it. But Tom Brady, because maybe, I mean, he did come from he did come from the Patriots. I'm sure Bill Belichick, because Belichick was there before Tom Brady was Tom Brady. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, they made their bones together, but he was always the head coach. I'm pretty sure that he's like, get used to getting yelled at, being told, you know, you fucked up, don't do that again. Mm-hmm. I don't know. See, Aaron Rodgers, it's like, dude, I yeah, you're great. You're a Hall of Famer, all that shit. I, how many championships have you won? One. I'm I'm sorry, Willie Beeman. Why are you changing the plays in the huddle? You know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck? What? what, what who the fuck are you? Who died made you offensive but, coordinator? But I guess in his defense, you do a job for so long at a high level, at some point, you got to be like, hey, I know what I'm doing. No, you're I'll right. Get, I'll get and you your touchdown. I'll get you your first down. Like, Trust me. I've done this a few times. Been here a little bit. Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. And see, that's the thing. Like, we don't know the level of bullshit going on back there. Like, maybe. And wait a minute. Hasn't this been an issue with Aaron Rodgers and previous head coaches and coaching regimes? Like him butting heads with them about play calling and his ideas. I mean, isn't it the whole Mike McCarthy issue? Wasn't that, wasn't yeah. that part of it? So maybe he fancies himself as some sort of fucking, like, you know, player coach or something. And let's be honest here, NFL coaches, head coaches, uh, got head coach, NFL head coach egos. And only fuck you're the quarterback. Uh, they've been, I mean, I, I'm just, put yourself in their mindset. Motherfucker, I was coaching before you were born, and I'll be long, I'll be coaching long after you retire. Thank you for your little fucking 12 short years of experience in the nfl i'm good and if that's the case then maybe it's he's going to have a problem pretty much wherever he goes unless he walks into a situation where they just go unzip your fly and gag me with it as hard as you can because i seriously dude who the fuck what what respectable nfl head coach gonna let aaron Rodgers walk in whip his fucking junk out set it on his fucking forehead and be like i'm the one calling the shots here because it's essentially we and Obviously, it's not literally going to happen. We all know that's essentially what he's doing. This is some fucking alpha male, alpha pack, you know, pack leader bullshit going on. And it seems like Aaron Rodgers is always in the middle of it, which makes me think that either he's insecure and he doesn't think he's he has respect or he's just a real big asshole and a dumbass. He's a control freak. Yeah. And he happens to be paired in, you know, I'm saying like and there's a control freak streak in there and and. The coaches are like, just shut up and throw the ball because that's really all you're good for. Maybe with his choice in ladies, he has no control in his personal life, so he wants it all on the field. Well, I mean, dude, here's – I think I think back to a story about uh, uh, the, the, the Colts and their playoff run or their Super Bowl run from 2006, and they were talking to Manning, and I, th- I believe it was the Patriot game in the playoffs, and they were like, we got to get in the end zone. We got to get in the end zone. So they're in the huddle, and Peyton Manning's like, like the third wide receiver on the depth charts, telling him, you know, hey, blah 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 blah. I can get open. He's like, yeah, okay. If Reggie has a suggestion, I'll listen to him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you ain't Reggie Wayne, bro. You know. And Marvin fucking Harrison comes over and is like, like in the puddle, and he's like, hey, uh, I think we should run it. And fucking Jeff Saturday's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, the whole offensive line's like, that's music to our ears. Let's do it. He's like, fuck it. You know they're not expecting that with you under center. Manning's like, let's do it. Now, that's a wide receiver who wants to win. Yeah. He wants to win more than he wants to dance 
in the motherfucking end zone. That might be what Aaron Rodgers isn't. Aaron Rodgers might want to dance in the end zone a little too much. It's supposed to be collective glory, not personal glory. Boom. Because there's got to be something here, man, that we're not we're not hearing about. There has to be. I mean, he is First. too good to only have one ring. You watch that guy play football? He like the fact that he only has one ring blows my mind. Absolutely. And his entire I mean, like just for let's let's Hit rewind for a sec. Go back to draft his draft day. His entire NFL career started with him being the laughing stock of the NFL. Like he dropped in that draft, and he was in New York. And every time a draft pick was taken, they'd show that draft pick for ten seconds, and then they cut right to Rogers' face. So you know every time. Oh, you're projected to go here. Nope. You're project. Nope. 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 That cameraman's just sitting there, three feet away from him, fucking. That unblinking eye in his fucking face. His ego, he's proven this over the years. His ego, that pissed him off. He wanted blood. So if he's that type of guy, he could get in there. And if he's that type of hothead guy, that could that could affect his decision making. And why would you trust a guy like that to call fucking plays? I'm not saying they shouldn't have obviously the play didn't work. They didn't they didn't fucking whatever. They didn't make the playoffs or win the game, whatever. But you have to take that into consideration, and I'm just like, there's too much smoke to be no fire. So what is his flaw? What is it that makes people not listen to him? I mean, that's that's what I want to know. He's just All right, a nobody dick. else. Okay. No. <laughs> well, I'm, I, that's, that's, well, I mean, there's that, and then it's like, I mean, dude. What else could it jumps, be? He jumps from relationship to relationship. These broads get in his life and fucking... From every fucking story I've read about every relationship he's been in, they start telling him what to do and what's what and where's what, and he just falls right in line. So maybe he's super fucking needy. I don't know. I mean, his public persona, he's very likable. Yeah. They've made sure of putting him in all the right commercials, and he says all the right things when he's got a mic on him. Like, he doesn't seem like an asshole. He he can definitely laugh at himself, which is most... most asshole athletes, that's their big blind spot. They cannot laugh at themselves. He can laugh at himself. He had some of the better commentary in that match, uh, that golf match a month ago with him and Brady and, and Bryson and Phil. You know, he's, Shit, he hosted, he, he hosted Jeopardy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, Johnny Unitas didn't host Jeopardy. Joe, uh, Joe Namath didn't host Jeopardy. <laughs> I'm surprised he wasn't up there at one point being like, hey, I finally did something Tom Brady didn't besides his wife. Buzzing. I, I'm seriously. I'm surprised he didn't just drop something like that because it's like you. Got, I Tom Brady. First of all, Tom Brady and words Jeopardy. <laughs> as far as the game show, should probably never be in the same sentence because I just there's football Jeopardy maybe, maybe <laughs> Jeopardy about giving your child creepy kisses on the mouth. He would win that shit. He'd be grand champion. Like Tom just seems like a football robot. He's very good at what he decided he was going to be very good at. And he's like, this has got me through life. Good. <laughs> the, the Adam Carolla show, one of his sidekicks went to high school with Tom Brady. And it said, while well, he is a nice guy, he was not too bright. And my buddy who played in high school against Rasheed Wallace was like, stone stupid. It's a good thing, good thing he could play fucking basketball. Stone stupid. <laughs> he's like, and it, like, it's not ignorance. It's stupid. You can't fix it. <laughs> I'm just like, damn. <laughs> But, Something's got to be sacrificed if you're really good at something, then, huh? I guess. Well, it's like, yeah, like you know, I, I could, I'm fairly decent at guitar, 
but me in sports, I'm a spectator. Like even at golf, I love to play golf. I am shitty at golf. <laughs> you and golf, me and hockey. I have one round under a hundred in my life. I still have the scorecard. Fucking, if I go out on the golf course, I'm, I'm breaking a hundred. Like that's just how it's going. Oh god. All right. So, can we wake Earl up? Earl, LeBron talked okay. about your mom. Go. <laughs> no, I'm I was going to say. I was going to say because uh, this is this is something you had a lot to say in the group chat about. So let's see if you're as uh, boisterous about it today. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has stated many times. What do you want like a five minute delay? Be a Packer. Then he didn't what? He stated many times why he doesn't want to be a Packer. They yeah, trade all of his weapons. They don't draft anybody for him to throw to or play with or protect him. And I agree with both of those statements. Um, when push comes to shove, they didn't put the ball in his hand in, in, in the uh, playoff game. Th- there's so many different reasons he doesn't want to be there. He's getting old and okay, wants but, to win again. Okay, that's – yeah, great, wonderful. Yeah, he I said mean, all those it, things. Furthermore, those the, things are – He didn't – not only did they not draft anybody to help him win, they drafted somebody to replace him. So he's basically looking at the Packers going, fine, let Love be your new Favre or your new Rodgers. Get me the fuck out of here. And they're like, well, no, we need you for a couple more seasons. Fuck you. I only have a couple more seasons. I want to win. Okay, thank you for the insight into what's going on in Aaron Rodgers' mind. Wait, that wasn't the question I was going to ask you. <laughs> but sure, we'll run with it for another five minutes. And then in, five, in ten minutes, it'll, <laughs> you'll hear what I just said. So we'll be good. But that still doesn't answer my question. Why have two different head coaches and their regimes and an ownership – not trusted Aaron Rodgers enough to do all these things for him that he asked for. What about him makes them go, oh, no, we're not going to listen to him. Is it, every, is it at, Hold on. Is it everybody across the board in Green Bay? Is it a case of they're, they're the smartest people in the room constantly? Because if that's the case, that makes a lot of sense. If it's his age, okay, explain his career. Because he's bitched that he's – Never had these things. He's never had the weapons that other people have had. That, I've read the op-eds that say all that. I agree with you guys on that sh- on the shit we're talking about. But what about the rest of his career? Why weren't they listening to him then? It wasn't his age then. The rest of his career, he had a hell of a defense. Okay, so basically they drafted Aaron Rodgers and said, we're going to ignore you until we can ignore you because you're old enough to ignore. Because our defense is going to carry us. This, people I- like the Packers, they, they're a long-term decision type of people, like with Brett Favre. Brett Favre really didn't have a whole bunch of weapons either. But between the weapons he did have and the defense they put on the other side of the ball, the Packers were a great team. They did the exact same thing with Rodgers. He's a great quarterback. Put some decent people with him. Put an amazing defense on the other side of the ball. Boom. Lombardi. Now, Rodgers' time is now passing. We got to think long-term. Okay, so we got love. We're going to put a couple people with him. We got to get back to our defense. Well, see, what and- you're describing isn't isn't a team that's trying to win a Super Bowl every year. What you're describing is a team who's trying to stay one of the elite teams who are in the hunt every year, win one per, what what once every ten years, and that makes the fan base happy. And our fucking branding stays at the top of this fucking NFL heat. Right. That's what no, they do. I, okay. That that makes sense. Okay. Thank you. All right, cool. Um, 
I yeah, probably. Not yeah, now you put it that way, I'm sure. I still just think there's gotta be something else though, man. I just I and I'm not saying it's it's Aaron Rodgers' fault. I'm not saying that like maybe ownership does empower these head coaches to be like you're the yours is the word of God. We don't care who says anything against you or what requests are made of you. And if that's the case, it's working for them. I mean, I, Green I Bay think, makes money. Well, I also think, too, maybe it's ownership going, fuck you, we're the Packers. It could just, well, be, it could is, just be ownership being big. Maybe they've just been like, you, you know, fuck you, you'll be gone in 10 years, and we'll get a new one. We're the Packers. We'll always be the Packers. You'll only be you for however long we need you. And maybe he knows that attitude, and maybe this is just him rubbing back against it because he knows he's getting near the end. That's what I'm saying. Like, not everybody ends on a graceful note, and they could have conducted themselves with an impeccable grace during their career. Some people have to be shown the door at the end of the night. Man. Like they just, If not, you're going to wake up the next morning, and they're going to be sitting up watching your TV still drinking from the night before. Well, I know. I've been that guy. I, I, he's still the current MVP. Yeah, but... Like, like, here's the thing. Either cut bait with them or listen to the man. And by the way, in in the world of sports, listening means um, actually putting, not just listening as we listen to each other in the real world, putting some, some something real behind the nods and the mmm, mmm, and the thoughtful chin strokes while they're talking, which means get him some fucking weapons. I mean, he put that it's pile the- of shit on his shoulders last year. That's why he got the MVP. I mean, he's got Devontae Adams, who's good when he's healthy. That's his problem. You know, Aaron Jones seems to be a thing. But, I mean, other than, like, Green Bay, again, who, who have been there? Who has been the dominant name in the Green Bay conversation for the last 15 years? Aaron Rodgers. That's it. They don't give him anybody. I'm with him on that. They don't give him weapons. If they do, they get rid of him. So then basically what we're getting into is that Green Bay is a better than average but not elite run franchise. They are happy with being no, they're, they're the below. bottom level of the top tier of a franchise in the NFL. They are below because, uh, run, they're running. Their run game has been their run game was shit when they won the championship. They just they will they will take average or, or lower. At running back form, they they want Green Bay wants to win it in the air. Okay, well that yeah, then that makes sense. But I mean, it, it once again, I, ownership thinking long term. Okay, I get that. A head coach. Here's the thing: What are you thinking long term about if you don't win with Aaron Rodgers? You've already won with Aaron Rodgers, dude. What Super Bowl their head coach right now win with Aaron Rodgers? Boom. Anyways, as I was saying, if you don't win with Aaron Rodgers. Exactly. If you don't win with Aaron Rodgers. Don't plan on being in Green Bay for long, because guess what? The owners may agree that you're the you're the BMOC, you're the big man on campus, but ultimately you don't win. You cost them money. You go bye bye. They don't give a fuck about you enough to keep you there to run at a loss. That's just all there is to it. Period. End of story. So I don't get the attitude. That's what I'm saying. Like there, to me, there's something more. Maybe it'll come. Maybe it'll come out later. I don't know. Maybe he's got a fucking gambling habit. Who the fuck knows these days? Jesus Christ. And here's the deal. Like we just talked about for the first hour of the show. Bro, if you do like to like fuck transsexual midgets, just come out and take a mental health day about it and you'll be fine. <laughs> right. No one cares these days. No one cares that they're trans. No one cares that they're a midget. No one cares that you're fucking them. 
No one's going to really care about your mental health day except for Packers fans and people who already bet when Vegas moves the line. That's it. Eddie Murphy and Hugh Grant, they'd be heroes in 2021. Stunning and brave together. Ebony and Ivory together. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Christ. (laughs) Sorry, I stepped on your joke there. (laughs) That's all right. Not added to it. Uh, All right, so... What I was going to ask Earl before we got sidetracked for another 10 minutes was Carey Price going to the fucking Blackhawks. Or not not Carey Price, excuse me, not Carey Price, excuse me, goddamn. So he's going to bring Flurry. <laughs> Flurry going to the, to the Blackhawks. So you had a lot to say about it in the, in the, uh, uh, in the chat. Here's your chance. I, Go ahead, bro. I, I think he's going to make the Golden Knights pay for trading him. Didn't he do it to Pittsburgh? Didn't he you, did. You want that's, a cup the following season? Oh yeah, assholes. The Pittsburgh was like, okay, you want you want a Stanley Cup? Thanks, bye. And I was like, really? He went right back that year. Expansion team, like, huh? He, he didn't. He didn't win a cup, but yes, he did go to the Cup Finals oh. in in the, in the first year of the franchise that that picked him in the expansion draft. Well, he's he's getting up there in age, and speculation is if he has any. He doesn't want to stay for a rebuild. He doesn't want to whittle away the, the last few ounces of hockey he has between the pipes for a team that's rebuilding. I understand that. If Chicago thinks that this is a retool, like a re, like an offseason retool, reload, come back out and get back into the contention thing with him, they're going to have to convince him of that. I really, truly believe that. But I do agree with you. If he's still, if he's pissed off at Vegas, oh boy. Because he seems like that type of guy. He needs that chip on his shoulder. And he's been given plenty of opportunity. Like you said, man. Dude, he won a cup, and he was shown the door. And by the way, he wasn't shown the door for, like, the next great Pittsburgh goalie either. Like, he wasn't, well, you know, you've thank you for your time. Thank you for mentoring this goalie. But he's the goalie of the future. We're going to move on. No, they left him unprotected in an expansion draft. That's why I said Carey Price, because they they did the same thing in Montreal this year. But (laughs) Kraken didn't take him. Anyways, and he went to Vegas, and believe me, it had to fucking weigh on him. Like, oh, you're just going to throw me away? All right, bet. Let me show you what you missed. (laughs) Yep. So, the way I'm looking at it, like, if he still has the fire to play, Thank you for pissing off every team in that division's going. Thank you for pissing him off. Right. Make sure that he's going to play with that chip on his shoulder. Assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Look, at the end of the day, whoever's on the ice, you know, defenseman, winger, center, whatever, it, it's great to have goal scores. But at the end of the day, if you have a badass netminder, it really doesn't matter who's on the ice. You know, you got a great chance of coming out of there with a W. You can have a goals and, against average that starts with a decimal. It's going to be a if wall. You got a, if you got a Stanley Cup winning goalie with something to prove, and in, whether he needs it or not, a chip on his shoulder, and he's pissed, yeah. I and, mean, you, you don't really need uh, an amazing all-star hockey team to, to go far at that point. Well, I say in any sport, a guy who knows how to win at a high level with a chip on his shoulder, have fun. You know, I, 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 exhibit A, uh, this guy who's down in Tampa Bay right now. He's a quarterback. You might have heard of him. It, oh, let me go, huh? All right, cool. I'm going to go to Florida. Is it, is it where it all Belichick of... or is it Brady? Here, yeah. let me show you something. 
I'm going to go to Florida where all old people retire to, and I'm going to whoop your fucking ass. I'm going to make you regret getting rid of me. Well, I, yeah, look, I think you have to remember, Scotty Bowman's son has got his fingers all in the, the Blackhawks pie. Like it, and, and believe me, Dad, <laughs> can I get some advice? I'm sure that's happened once What's or that, twice. Is Scotty still with us? Yeah, as far as I know. If, if Scotty... If Scotty Bowman died and I didn't hear shit about it. It's true. We would have talked about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro. But what is he? I like would go straight hockey town off of center ice at the fucking, I was about to say the Joe. But you know what I'm saying? Like, no. Get that out of here. We no longer deserve that. That's horrible. What's wrong with us? 87. Wow. Ain't young. Tell you hockey players, good cardio, bro. They last forever. <laughs> and you know the motherfuckers drink and smoke. Especially from back in the day, like chimneys and sailors on leave, bro. But anyways, um, Bowman knows how you re- how you build a hockey team. At least, okay, of the three listeners we have and the one hockey fan that listens, he's probably going to disagree with me, but whatever. It is what it is. I feel you build a hockey team from the net out. You get as solid a goaltending as you can get. You build a defensive core. You want that goaltender and his defenseman to have almost a telepathic level of communication. Like, as a musician, you understand what I'm saying. Nonverbal cues, oh, yeah. a raise of the eyebrow, a tilt of the head, and everyone knows right where we're going. That's what they need to have. Then you get the core of your forwards built, and you can supplement with free agency. And I think that that's what Detroit was doing with their draft this year by drafting a goalie like they did, but they've also drafted fucking hulking defenseman, which has always been a fucking want here in Detroit. And I don't think it's a coincidence that Iserman came to full maturation underneath Bowman and Bowman's got his fingerprints and Bowman and his son have their fingerprints over this retool, rebuild, whatever they're calling it in Chicago. And that's how they're rebuilding the team. And if Flurry stays there, Chicago's got a lot of salary cap issues that I'm not even going to front and act like I can get into the fucking minutia and, and, and the high weeds on but I know that they're going to have issues, and I mean they let they let uh, uh, one of their f- youngest forwards go, and because I if I if I'm correct, it was because of cap issues. Instead of being a restricted free agent and getting something back when he signed, they had to make him an unrestricted free agent, and Detroit picked him up for a fucking song, and he's 25. And it's like you don't get up and coming players, unrestricted free agents, no strings attached at 25 in the NHL hardly anymore. It just doesn't happen. So, I mean, they got issues as far as the rebuild. Flurry sticks through those issues. Yeah, I, I, I guess it's I guess it's a good move. But if he fucking just retires or he says, fuck it, I'm done, or gives it one season and it just goes into the tank, what do you do then? So, yeah, I, 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 to me, you better make sure you talk to him before you made that fucking call to get him on your team. I would have wanted to, which is something I don't know. Have we ever talked about? Do we know that if the these teams that are trying to acquire guys, if they even talk to the fucking players like beforehand, are they allowed to, or is that considered tampering? Uh, I mean, it, it's it, it, I, I don't know the rules in the NHL. I mean, and it, it aren't the rules different in every league? That's what I'm saying. Like tampering. I, I, I get that there's no hard and fast, but I mean, like, if you're trading for a guy, like in the NBA, we used to hear about sign and trades all the time. Well, the player had to know that he was 
signing and basically signing with another team, even though he was signing the extension with this team because he was being traded. I mean, that's part of why it's a sign and trade. So, I mean, I can't imagine if you're going to trade a guy like if you're going to if you're going to try to acquire a guy like like Fleury, you want to make sure he's going to play for you. Right. You don't want to bring him here and then and, and have a, 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 a Jake Plummer situation where he just retired because he's like, I ain't playing for you anymore. No, nope, I ain't playing for this team. That's what Gronk was going to do when they threatened to send him to fucking Detroit. Detroit, yeah. It's not unheard of, especially these days. So, yeah, I, I don't know. So, okay, here's my question for you, Mr. Goaltender. What, what do you think about fucking Seattle not taking price? Uh, I mean, did they see something that they don't like? Well, supposedly he's injured, but, I mean, in, in the world of hockey, you know, uh, so-and-so is going to sit out this game. Why? He's injured. What's his injury? Upper body injury. Mental health. That doesn't tell me anything. Mental health. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? There you go. Dude, seriously. If 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 it if it's going to, whether we want it to or not, once it becomes like the vast majority, it's socially acceptable to use that as an excuse. Teams will start using that because they, they won't have to give out where the person's injured. They'll be like, oh, he's got a, uh, mental health issues. He has to take like five days off. It's crazy. Yeah. Like no, you sure it's not his sore throat, uh, sore throwing shoulder? No, no, no. His dog died. He's had a bad day. So, so yeah, he's a little much. Took an L last week. He needs his, his time. So we're gonna yeah. When, when Precious died, we got to give him five days. So yeah. So he's gonna miss two starts. Yes, yes, yes. But it's not due to his his injured. I mean, his not injured showing throwing shoulder shoulder. Yeah. That no, dude. I could totally see that. You're absolutely right. Mental health day. That's all you're going to have to say. Now, just like everything else in the world, they'll be able to get away with it. You think we can get away with that? Walk into our jobs and be like, I got to go home. I'm having a bad mental health day. Uh-huh. What's it right now? Uh, depends where you work. Us right now, no. But I, it, it's becoming a thing. It really is. As these millennials get older, like the, the old ones crossed 40, I believe, last year, this year. It really is becoming a thing. I, brave new world, folks. I mean, I, and here's here's the deal. As long as you we are isolated here in the U.S. with, with sports that we really watch because they're not, I mean, hockey is as much of an international sport as we get, but... To be like honest, we're full of shit because <laughs> everybody's world champions, but we don't play anybody but other cities from the same country. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I get it. We bring in people from all over the world, but motherfuckers are coming from other fucking countries to play football. You know what I'm saying? Like, like not many, but yeah, totally lost where I was going with that. God damn it! I'm mean, plenty of people come from Europe to play in the NBA. I mean, well, I, what I'm saying? Do no, I got to talk no, about no. baseball in South America? Well, what I'm saying, exactly, exactly. And then you look at, okay, the people from Europe, especially Latin America and baseball, okay. I mean, I, I, I count North America all together. I know, I'm sorry, my Canadian hockey fans. I, I know you don't like being lumped in with us fucking drunk, rowdy Americans below you, but. We share the same piece of land. It's North America. You know, know what I'm saying? Mexico's <laughs> North America, too. And there's. There's a European style of play traditionally and a North American style of play. And the European style of plays definitely come in. But what I'm saying is every four years, hey, we can watch the sports we want to watch. We can do this and then this and that. But every four years, if you're a sports fan and we continue down this road, better get used to watching in the Olympics every other country whooping our ass. Because you know why? They got that immigrant mentality. <laughs> they got that. I don't. They got that. 
that that Gardner Minshew mentality. Number two is not an option. I haven't even taken a shit in a week. Okay, like that's the type of mentality these motherfuckers well, have. Just, or and we they come from places where they're you know they have real problems. That's what I'm saying. Like oh, I don't want to get Adam back Carolla into it. says I, it all the time. Like we we we're out of problems. We've now we started inventing problems. We got it so good in this country. We've now we we've invent we invent adversity. I know the least masculine generation in the history of this nation has decided that this nation's biggest issue is masculinity. Uh, not really, bro. Go talk to somebody like thirty-five and under and try to guess if they're gay or not. Like I'm not, and I'm not talking about the way they act. I'm talking about just effeminate traits are very much more fucking prominent now these days. From speech, the way we carry ourselves, everything. Also, too, there's some bros that are homosexuals that you didn't even know. There's... Yeah, I might be friends with one. You know, <laughs> what you gonna do, man? Hey, we just got done playing playing a round of golf. What you gonna do? We'll have a beer. What you gonna do? Suck a dick. All right, we well, enjoy that. <laughs> there's some dude, bro, bro, dudes that are into dudes. That's a thing now. But I. All right. Anyways, you you do know who the Kraken did sign, right? Who? As their goalie, uh, they took three in the draft. But go ahead, uh, Philip uh, Gruber. Philip Rivers. <laughs> it, it was the Colorado Avalanche goalie signed with them. Ah, okay. Well, I good good for them. Hold on. There you go. Sporty. ChristopherMedia.net. ChristopherMedia.net. Sporty. All right. Well, moving on. We do. We are uh, coming up here on. Uh, well, the trade deadline. I think it was yesterday, wasn't it? When was it? I can't remember. Anyways, for baseball. Yeah, it's about that time. Yeah. Yeah, and the big story started breaking late last night. This is Thursday as we're recording this, is Gallo to the Yankees, which is, okay, uh, once again, Texas being a feeder team for the rest of the, like a minor league team for the fucking rest of the fucking rich teams in the league. Like, I, first of all, have you guys even seen the fucking standings? The Yankees are not leading the division by any fucking means. I was just going to ask, is this a play for the playoffs, or does this even matter? Okay, so Yankees are third in the East, and I believe, really, why well, can't... <sighs> I can't get the wild card standings, because they don't have them there, really. Anyways, uh, <clears throat> yeah, they're third in the East, and they are eight and a half games behind the Sox, two and a half behind the Rays. Yankees are two and, and a half out of the wild card right now. Thank you. That's because, yeah, because Yahoo Sports is apparently either not working or what, but some, some ain't working. Yeah, they're behind Tampa, Oakland, Seattle. Oh, shit. They're eight and a half out? Mm hmm. What are they planning on not losing a game for the next month and a half? Your guess is as good as mine. But yeah, uh, Yankees uh, bats, is that really what they needed? I mean, I'm just saying, you got Stanton and Judge. A one-two punch. Uh, most of the, the the most coveted players in your team are position players. And Max Scherzer's name is getting floated around in trade talks. Now, he has a 
I mean, if I'm the Yankees, it's like I definitely have to make that call, right? Yeah, at least got to see. What do you see. want from Max Scherzer? Yeah. Am I, and, I, yeah, he has a no-trade clause, and he, he can approve trades, but at a certain point, you got to be like, uh, so how you feel about New York City? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. Well, maybe it's more about Texas than, than New York because you look at Texas's. I mean, they're – it's over. They're solid last place. They're twenty six and a half out. Nothing is happening for the Rangers this year. Maybe, maybe this was just them cutting bait, freeing up some payroll for next. Year. Hey, we'll try it again next year. Where you want to go, New York? All right, cool. See ya. I mean, I get it. You want to get you want to get value back for players you're going to lose and not get anything back for anyways. But I mean, eh, I don't know. At the same time, I'm just like, if I'm the Yankees, I'd I'd want a better. I'd want. I, Pitching, that's what I would worry about. I'd be more concerned with pitching than, than than hitting. You have, look, you're the Yankees. You play in a fucking band box. You have the bats. If they're slumping, they're slumping. But you dance with who brought you. You know, you add another bat. That's nice. What do you, are you trying to, are you trying to have, put up football scores every night? You think you're going to win a World Series that way? How many fucking teams have won a World Series with shit pitching? Like subpar pitching, not, honestly. Not a lot in recent history. You know, and I know the spider tack shit and all that and everything going on with that and blah, 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 blah. Whatever. Doesn't matter. The rules are the rules. Everybody was cut off. They're checking, they're checking fucking every pitcher as they come off the mound. They check every closer before he goes on the mound. Make sure he doesn't have any foreign substances on his hands. Because I know I know Yankee fans are just be like, uh, we weren't doing the shit that it wasn't banned until just what a month ago. Shut the fuck up. If your if your team if your team you root for was too stupid to take advantage of the rules, that's a them problem. I don't care. But everybody's on the same fucking playing field now. Go out and get pitching. I mean, and especially are you? Are, what are you trying to build for? I mean, the Yankees seem to me like you look at the Yankees and you look at their fucking record. Dude, they're four games better than the Tigers. Damn, that's their record. Okay. Like, basically, they're wow. somewhat yeah. on par with Cleveland. If you want, a, if you want a central counterpart, they're like they're like Cleveland. If they were in the central, they would be right where Cleveland's at. Literally, yeah. Hey, Tigers aren't last. How the hell did that happen? Because they're showing signs of life, man. Tigers have a lot of young prospects. They do like top one hundred young prospects. They have two in the top ten. Rex Grossman, the Cinderella story of the year. Rex Grossman. Outfielder. Oh, he's yeah. Had, he's well, had a hot bat. Well, I mean, to me, I isn't Badu the the he cooled the Tigers, off. Like he was that early season guy that gets hot and then cools off. You're, you're no, Sean, yeah, no. You're Sean I Casey's. No, it wasn't Sean. No, Sean Kate. Oh, dude, that was fucking Chris Shelton. No, yeah, that there you go. Wrong guy with a goatee. Yeah, <laughs> we we traded for Casey later in the year because Shelton Shelton. We were like, nope, yeah, can't have that. Sorry, Big Red. Cool nickname. Go away. Um, this is another guy, too, Haas, that's been doing it up for him. Yeah, it's all, it's yep. all these no-names, though, right? Like you said, it's, it's these younger guys that are, that are coming up. This is what you want. You want to build the core through the draft. You want to have that fucking farm system that's sending up on a steady basis when needed guys to the majors. I mean, that's what I'm saying about Badu. Badu was a Rule 5 pick. And if I'm half-ass sports fans, folks, if I'm correct in remembering, a Rule 5 is essentially a waiver draft. And if you pick the guy up, 
you have to have him on at least your 40-man roster for the season. So in other words, you can't pick a guy up on a Rule 5 waiver draft and put him down in the minors. He has to be on your Major League 40-man roster. And that's Badoo, and he's... No one was expecting him to do this. That's what I'm saying. Like, like I get it. I understand that his, he's cooled off, but he ain't cooled off that much because his name's in in the running for Rookie of the Year. I mean, that's you can't be that cold and be and people talking about Rookie of the Year, fucking, and you're in the conversation, right? It's true. Oh, ah, you said Rex Grossman, Robbie Grossman. Oh, why do I think his name is Rex? Because Rex Grossman played football. Oh, oh that's right. Yeah, that's right. He was the fucking quarterback of the Bears that went to the Super Bowl. That was bothering me. I was like, why is that? I'm like, it's right, but it's not. It's like, it's like a Picasso in that not far enough away to look beautiful, not close up enough to see it for what it really is. It's like, I don't know. Is that right? Am I seeing that? Uh, not to be speaking of. Who's the guy from Empire Records? Is uh. Kyle Gibson related to Kirk? I know of. He's a pitcher for Detroit. Just wondering. All right. So let's see here. I'm looking at Badoo. All right. So 10 home runs, 5 triples, 17 doubles. It's uh, batting 295. Uh, mm, that's not nothing. Yeah. Where's his, where are the full stats? Why am I not seeing the full stats? Thank you. 14 stolen bases. I mean... He's got speed. He seems to have some pop in his bat. I, the, the way the way that he's being talked about locally on 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 the on the shows that if you listen to locally about the Tigers that you you know they know what they're talking about. Uh, he's kind of projected to be like maybe a twenty twenty guy. Get you twenty home runs, twenty stolen bases. You know, hit hit it into the gaps. Basically, think of like Brandon Inge when Brandon Inge was at his best. Like as far, not he was his the type of player, not his not the exact same type player. Excuse me, he's batting two ninety five at home. He's batting two seventy five all over. His OPS is eight forty four, which isn't that's that's actually that's a, it's pretty good. What I thought forty RBIs, ten home runs. I mean, ten home runs, whatever. Forty RBIs. Look at the team he's on. You have to have someone in front of you to get runs batted in. <laughs> so that's true. And the, the early part of this season. Tigers looked like Tigers in the last couple of years. No, I'm sorry. I'm just digging for some fucking, like, uh, some silver lining in this. because They're it's not like, in the basement. Yeah, that that and, okay, they're showing me something. They know, look, we're not going to win a division. There's no fucking way. But we're not going down without a fight. Now they just, they just had a fucking uh, horrible road trip. But they've also been, you know, like, sweeping series or taking series that no one was giving them, including Vegas odds on that could be, that could have been a blip. Now they're in, you know what I'm saying? It was a peak. Now they're in a Valley, but Hey, the higher the peaks, the more, the more the average goes up. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, they swept the Yankees earlier this year, right? That's what I'm saying. But I mean, it, it I, for all the fucking the boogeyman the Yankees are in a lot of people's minds, when have the Yankees been a problem for the fucking Tigers in our lifetime? Not the eighties. For damn sure. Yeah, 2006. I mean, we beat them, but it, it took a minute. Four games best of, out of best of five. They won the first one, and then we won three in a row. We beat them in 2012 or 2013. I can't remember. Also, I think 2012. I think we, I think we whatever. Fuck it. Fuck you. If you got a problem with it, turn, turn off the podcast. Uh, but, yeah, I think in 2012 we, we went uh, through New York also. But I'm just saying, like, okay, the 90s. Well, the Yankees beat up on the Tigers in the 90s. First of all, is the 90s. Everybody beat up on the Tigers. Second of all, Yankees beat up on everybody in the 90s. 
That's not saying shit, you know? So it's like, when have they really been an, an issue? Like, I don't think they have that mental block with the Yankees. That's why they play them like they do. The team that pisses me off that the Tigers have the mental block with is the motherfucking Kansas City goddamn Royals. They're the thorn in the fucking side every goddamn fucking time, man. 1987, 2006, fucking ugh. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no love for the no. Royals coming from Rich. Dude, and here's the deal. I hate that I have to hate the Royals. Who the fuck are the Royals? Take away your World Series and fucking... In, in, in what, 2015, whatever, 2014, and and, and uh, uh, you're, you're one in the 80s and George Brett. And who the fuck cares about the goddamn Royals? Like, nobody. It's just nobody. But there's a Maybe thorn people... in the Detroit Tigers' side. Although we are talking oh. shit about ICE's baseball team right now. Hey, my baseball team, just because I live here. Really? You claim the Chiefs when they're winning, Mr. Lions fan? Okay, but I didn't claim yeah. the Chiefs because they were winning. I claimed the Chiefs because I had to disown the Lions. Okay, but hold up. Time out. Because let's be, as someone who's lived all over the country, I can say this. I can, you, especially back in the day before internet, you couldn't watch fucking your local teams if you're not local. So I would watch Mets games. I would watch Sabres games. Oh. I would watch Tampa Bay Lightning games. As long as they weren't playing the Red Wings... As long as they weren't playing the Tigers. Do you see what I'm going with this? I was like, eh, good for you. You know what I'm saying? But So is it really dropping them, or is it just showing support for the local team as long as it doesn't fuck with your preferred team? Hey, the beer gets free when people start winning in your town. That explains so much about where you live. <laughs> it really fucking does. <laughs> so what he's saying is if there's a free beer in it for him, go Royals. <laughs> I'm just saying they know how to tailgate. One of the loudest fucking stadiums in the in the league, Arrowhead. Arrowhead so yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're like twelfth man. What? Yeah, you can't <laughs> hear yourself thinking Arrowhead. Your inner monologue is fucked up. That's how long how loud it is. How are they going to stop people from doing the tomahawk chop? They're going to have races on TV, TV for they're sixteen Sundays a year. They're just not going to show it on TV. But you still hear it. You can't help it. <laughs> no, I mean, the whole, the whole game. Joe Buck will be doing what Joe Buck does. And you'll hear, oh, you can't. How are you going to stop that? And you're going to hear, that's a disgusting display. It's a disgusting um, act. Just like when, 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 when Moss fake mooned Lambo. And Moss with a disgusting. Shut the fuck up, Joe Buck. You and your fucking narrow wiener take your ass out, <laughs> fucking douchebag. Ugh. Anyways, what else we got? John right. Madden, he will never we're, be. We're talking shit about Joe Buck. <laughs> <laughs> We've reached that part of the. It, it is. It is. It is July. Yeah. Even though it is an Olympics year, it's like ain't much to talk about as far as fucking like what we usually. We've been hyped. Here's here's what I love. We've been hyped up for the U U.S. Women's Olympic team. My body has been ready for five years for them to go in and steamroll and prison rape and bank and curb stomp every fucking other women's fucking hot soccer team in on this planet. And it's not happening. like all that talk. And you can't even back the shit up. And some beautiful blondes from fucking Switzerland. <laughs> I mean, all I got to say is Alex Morgan. If you're so upset about your team's performance and you find yourself in Highland, Michigan, 
I will be more than happy to comfort you. I'm just He's saying. Consoling. Yes. That yes. So bad. So the Pistons are going to take Kate Hunt Cunningham. There we go. I knew we were forgetting something. But well, they better. Who the fuck else are they going to take? What? And what the fuck is the point of trading down? Well, an alert came across while we were talking during the show that it, it's it's going to happen. I night. ask you. Who the fuck is Kate Cunningham? Uh, Number one pick in the fucking NFL or NBA draft. Yeah, that's all yeah. we got for you. Where, who, who's he play for? Where's he from? Oklahoma State. Did they win the title this year? No. Who won the title? I forget. That's March. That's nine months ago. Feels like it anyway. All right. Well, uh, ask me I'm if not. We're in the final four. No. I I I'm not even gonna front and act like I fucking know enough about college basketball to 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 say if this pre- this prediction that I heard locally is is accurate or not. Uh, so I'll just present it to you, you two, and you two can fucking can school me on this shit. The way that they broke it down on local sports talk was essentially this. The, t- the top three players in the, in the draft this year, the consensus, three players are going to go one, two, three. Of all three, Cunningham has the lowest ceiling, but he's also realized the most of his potential at this point out of the – out of all of them. So if they draft him, they have to understand he's going to get better, but it's not going to be a quantum leap better. Whereas the other guys are more season, two seasons in, holy shit, where the fuck, you know what I'm saying? Locally, you know who he is, but nationally, all of a sudden, where the fuck's this guy been type situation? Your guys' thoughts on that? Because I don't, I'm not even going to front and act like I can talk about it. Earl? Cut in. He he's he's decent. He is what he is. But yeah, uh, it's it's what you said, Rich. He he he's at his where he's at, and you're gonna wait a, a season or two for anybody else that you pick. But I mean, anybody else that you pick was coached and brought up by way better coaching in in college. There's so many more people to pick other than Cunningham. So this is a win move. This is a win now move. If if you're yeah, if you're Detroit, you're you're trying to build it today. You're you're not waiting. Okay, I I understand what you're saying. And Detroit has the GM, who uh, he's not afraid to wheel and deal at this point. Let's just let's just be honest. Here's here's where I'm coming from. What do you get by trading down? Okay, now you have to pick because uh, if you if you trade out of that those top three picks, that's like from the, once again the experts. They're, they're like, mm, that's where you get into like some real gray area. You're, you, you're not you're not picking someone who's as close to a sure thing as, as possible. You're picking 60, 65 percent chance of, of being an impact player in the NBA for double digits worth of years. You know, if that's the case, what trading down, what does it get them? I, okay, you have draft capital, but it's useless because you have no one to fucking draft. You can draft a bunch of motherfuckers that, you know, oh, okay, I got three first-round picks, but it's pick 10, pick, you know, 17, and pick 30. The fuck are you walking out with of any value versus the number one overall pick? It just seems like you got to take them, right? Yeah, you don't hear the Tom Brady story too much in the NBA, you know, of the guy no. who went in, like, the sixth round. I mean, once again... It's been explained to me like this for many by many people over the years, and I'm just it's an aggregate of how is it explained to me. If I'm wrong, it's on me, but whatever. You know, uh your your draft lottery guys are pretty much this is how it usually goes. Your draft lottery guys are, are as close to sure things or sure things as you can get. 
outside the draft lottery in the first round, you're hoping for role players. Second round, you're hoping for a fucking miracle. You're basically going, I'm throwing this at the wall, and if it sticks, good. If it doesn't, I wasn't counting on it anyways. And if that's the case, what good is trading down? The NBA, nothing. Well, That's what I'm saying. Right. And well, this draft, I mean, there's some to be, you know, holy shit about, but there, there's not a lot. Um, I think uh, probably four of the top ten are point guards. Uh, Cade Cunningham is worth is one of those. He's a six-eight point guard from Oklahoma State. Uh, he's a great size, but again, that's a winning move today. Okay, um, Evan Evan Mobley is uh, uh, God damn. Um, he's a center, and uh, he's almost seven foot. He's like uh, six ten, six eleven. Uh, but we have a center, so we don't need him at, in Detroit. Me personally, if I was to draft this year. I would go uh, with Gonzaga, uh, especially if they want a point guard. They have a guy named uh, Jalen Suggs. That's where I would go. Uh, he's six foot five, a little bit shorter, but so much more potential. The problem is, is you're going to have to coach him up a little bit. You're going to wait a little bit. So, I mean, it's, it's on Detroit. See, what I think is interesting about what you're saying is you say that Cade's a win-now move. Yet in the NBA, more so than any of the other big four, Sports. One guy can come in and change the entire course of a franchise. We saw it with LeBron. Use your I argument. I see it all the time, but yeah. Yeah. Use the argument you're using for the Pistons to trade the number one pick and not take Cade for the, the the Cavaliers in 2003 to trade the number one pick and not take LeBron because the Cavaliers weren't ready to win immediately. It did take some fucking time. The NBA is very different than the NFL. Um, you can't trade the number one draft pick in, in the draft for enough to make it worth it. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, that's in, in one the of the NBA, things. You can't trade that pick to make it worth it. In the NFL, you can't in a fucking heartbeat. You know, you get me the right receiver, the right, the right position player with, you know, the right resume option. Take the first pick, please. Take my second pick, you know, depending on who it is. In the NBA, you can't get that. Well, no, because in the NBA, the way draft equity works is you got to trade up to get value. In the NFL, you can trade down and find value. Right. You know, I mean, granted, you know, if there is a consensus number one pick and you have the number one pick in the NFL and you need that, you know, he fills the need. They're going to draft him. But, I mean, yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying with that. And if that's the case, I don't understand your argument. Why trade? What is the point? If they're not going to get value back for it, take the best player available, which would, the consensus seems to be, Cade Cunningham. If you can't get value for the pick, which you just said, you can't in the NBA. No, I don't, I don't think you can. I think they stick with the, their number one pick and... Meh, it, it, it really depends on what they're trying to do right now. It really now, what does. If, now, let's just, because you do, you know, uh, it, Pistons fans do have 
a wheeling dealing GM in that in that front office. And you guys might know the answer to this question because I sure as fuck don't. In the NBA, is it allowed? Could they draft Cade Cunningham, sign him to a a max rookie contract, and then trade him with him never playing one game for the Pistons? I mean, I'm sure they could, but why would they? I mean, I'm not talking a draft day trade. This is why, okay? They might be able to get more for Cade Cunningham once they draft him, and another team's like, that was our final fucking, or that's the piece we want to build around, or that's our final piece. Okay, well now, f- now you got to come with high draft picks next year plus some fucking people who do more than just warm the bench. That's how you might get value out of it. You, you see what I'm saying? You might get a, not superstar, but a headliner type guy and some and and a, and a couple handful of high draft picks over the next couple, you know, well, high draft pick. I wouldn't trade him for anything less than a headliner and two fucking first rounders. That's what I, once I have him drafted, that's minimum. And I want to know who you're trading them for. You know what I'm saying? But they might, they might be able to drive up the value because you have teams that are going, you know, that are going to be like, oh man, if we'd have just got him. Well, guess what? We heard through the grapevine. You've been saying that he's available. Make an offer. I look, man, it's 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 a cutthroat fucking business, and you get to any advantage you can. Yep. I mean, motherfucker, motherfucker, any motherfuckers are wiping snot on a baseball somewhere as we talk right now on this planet to get more break on their fucking breaking shit. Okay. As I said that, it was happening. Any advantage is welcome. So that's what I'm saying. Like the legality of it, as far as the league rules, because I know in the NFL you can do shit like that. You can have, you know. Yeah, we'll draft him and then trade him, you know, because it, it happened with Man- Eli Manning, happened with fucking uh, uh, shit, Elway, a couple others over the years. I don't know. I'm just spitballing, dude. I'm trying to come up with some ideas because I'm not a, I'm not a basketball nor Pistons fan, but I know this is a big fucking deal. And I know that the national, the way the, the local news, sports news coverage this versus the national sports news makes me sick because the national sports news almost their their attitude like the 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 subtext of of all the 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 snarky articles aimed at the pistons having the number one draft pick is the uh, the nba might as well step in and take it from them because who the fuck are the pistons no one cares don't why would you why would you ruin somebody's career by letting them be drafted by number one overall by the pistons the last time you had a high draft pick pistons you fucking fumbled like a motherfucker Dwayne wade should have been a piston don't or fuck this up. yeah exactly Dwayne wade carmelo both on the board we take darko fucking milichick don't the fuck this up detroit cigar. the human victory cigar don't what was wrong with fuck that this up well i mean but realize you had carmelo or fucking Dwayne wade to the go to work lineup that was there how many fucking <laughs> rings there would be like they probably would have beat the bulls they probably would have got like seven or eight of them motherfuckers well, I was about to say something to get us kicked off of every pod fucking. <laughs> every every way we distribute this podcast. I'll tell you guys after. That's Sorry. Who cares? <laughs> no, 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 no. This one, this one's bad. Uh, it's right. bad. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, yeah, that, I mean, if look, I get, I understand that. But I also understand that they weren't saying that shit when Cleveland had the number one pick and LeBron was waiting in the wings. Now, yes, that's too juicy of a story. That's like f- fairy tale book shit. You know, his hometown gets the number one overall pick in the draft lottery. They draft him. 
they didn't you know the fairy tale took a little fairy tale deferred if you will it t- it took a a a sequel lebron pistons, coming back for the sequel for them to get the championship but they finally did the pistons had no business being that high that was clearly the year the the why or the word lottery kicked in like the pistons did not have that many balls in the hopper and they got picked for number 2 like that is just as far as sports fuck-ups go, to me, that's on like the Mount. That's on the Mount Rushmore. You know, that's top five. Uh, Ryan Leaf over Peyton Manning, the guy they drafted before Jordan. Yeah. Everybody taken before fucking Brady. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's up well, there with that shit. Ninety-eight pick. Ninety-nine pick. No. You could have had Dwayne Wade, and you picked Darko Milicic. Whatever the fuck you're supposed to say. We're far enough removed from that regime and that ownership even of the Pistons. Fucking Joe Dumars. God damn it. I don't think think the taint of that is on anybody with their fingers in the pie right now. Nationally, yes, because nationally all they care about is the big picture. They don't care about the minutia of the situation. Locally, you don't take Cunningham. And that motherfucker, I don't care if he ever wins a championship or not, but if he ends up as a fucking superstar, dude, you'll never hear the end of it from Pistons fans, and rightfully so. You're you're absolutely right, Chris. Dwayne all Wade. this talk, good at Dwayne Wade. All this talk, we're pushing there. <laughs> That's Chris. it. You're He's absolutely traumatized. Right. No, do you need a no. mental day? Do we need to stop the you're podcast? Right. He's absolutely right. No matter no matter what you do, you better get it right because this is once. In what every two decades apparently for the Pistons, yeah. if they get this high of a pick, oh yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm with you, Chris. You know what? Fuck it. I was setting up band equipment at a gig watching that draft, so it was two two oh oh something. The it, it was the LeBron draft, so two thousand three. Two thousand three. Yeah, yeah. I was setting up equipment too. So, I mean, not while I watched the draft, but yes, I, I at that point I was in the band thing as well. I remember. The place we were at, we had the draft on the TV while we were setting up. There was a, I ain't going to lie, there was a couple games, in, Tigers games in 2006 where we were playing gigs, and I was like, before, we, I'd get on stage, and I'd spot the nearest TV, and I went over to the bar, and I'm like, could you cock the TV to where it's like, <laughs> yeah. facing more of the stage? And they're like, why? I'm like, because I want to keep an eye on the score. I'm like, seriously? Yes, motherfucker. Seriously. <laughs> I can multitask like a motherfucker. Shut up. Oh, yeah, we had a gig yeah. the night, uh, the Patriots uh, went undefeated to go to the Super Bowl. Like we had a gig, we were playing. We're all like watching it while we're playing. Like, hey, all right, cool. Making sure we're not fucking up, but you know, watching the Patriots game. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, no. It, all this talk, you're absolutely right. Boom, you nailed it. And that's yeah. You can't fuck up. You don't have that luxury. You drop the ball on this, you you might as well just admit to your fans, we're setting the franchise back, what, five to ten years? Enjoy the teal uniforms we're going to bring back. That's what I'm saying. It's going to be that quality of basketball. A a really big story for me personally is out of the the top ten prospects of this draft, like one of them is a big-time, big-name school. Okay, what school? Context. Gonzaga. Okay. Um, you know, when you think draft, you're thinking North Carolina, Duke, Kentucky. You know, yeah, big, usually it was all the names when we were coming up. It was all the names that you had just heard in a tournament, right? But like, Kate is from Oklahoma State. Uh, 
the center I was talking about is from Southern California, from SoCal. You know, Jalen Suggs is from Gonzaga. That's the point guard I would take personally, but I digress. Okay, well, well, here's my question. Are these guys one and dones? Yeah, Cade's 19. Okay. You know why they pick? They don't give a fuck about no goddamn education. You know what they picked the college for? They like the area. They like the the, 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 the look and smell of the pussy available in the area. Yeah, well, I like fucking the girls around here. The answer is generally or, always yes. Yeah. Let or, me ask you guys a real quick question because Rich just brought up a great point about one and duds. I think that stops. Nah. I don't. I do. Well, the NCAA I, I, lets you make money off of your likeness. Yeah, but you can you're make... You're going to make much money... You're going to make more money in college than you do your rookie contract. First of all, you're, you're maybe you're, okay. You're up. You're you're trying to let you're trying to give the NCAA power they don't have. Okay, it ain't their decision. It's the NBA's decision. If the NBA says that one and dones are done, you've got to do just like before. You got to do what two, three years, then you can come to the draft. That's oh, no. what happens. No, Rich, I'm not saying that. Oh, uh, okay. I'm, I thought that's what, what you were saying. No, I'm saying people like Cade and anybody else who can make money off their likeness stays in college. No, I, I get what he's saying. It's as, as long as there's small rookie contracts, it might behoove you to stay in college an extra year or so. Oh, oh, okay. I would say this: any smart person would. And if I have if I have athletic ability. And I'm going to college for free because of the athletic ability. And I can make money off of myself while in college, while getting an education for free. Get a master's, God, yeah. Go then go join a fucking league and make money there. Even if I'm making the league minimum and I only last three years, I have a fucking, yeah, I got a, at least a four-year degree. I don't have any debt from it. I got name recognition like a motherfucker. At least I'm locally. A yeah, if you're good yeah. enough, you can play the long game in college and then go pro. Yeah. Why That's wouldn't what I'm saying? I think the one and done can be done with. I think but these we, kids okay. stay in college a little bit longer. All right, that's fair. It might be. It might be. Smart well, people might start taking. I'm not saying it's going to stop. But, but smart people will do what, what the scenario Rich was just talking about. Get yep. your money, boo-boo. No, and, you're, and you have to realize that you are taking it. This is what I, I I guess this is like if there's a theme for this show today, this is the show. Young people, for you to get of anything of value, you have to take risk. You have to take a chance. You have to do something you don't want to do or you think you can't do or whatever the fuck. That's all there is to it. And yes, if a guy's good enough to go in the draft after the first year but stays in college, he is taking a risk. He could have a catastrophic injury that could completely derail his career. And the way the college, the way that I, now I know in football, it's this way for college. I'm not sure about basketball, but they can take scholarships are year to year basis. Mm-hmm. They can take you off scholarship next season. You no longer go to U of M unless you got 50 grand laying around. That's just all there is to it. So, I mean, there it is a calculated risk, but that is called life, folks. And smart people maximize what they can get. By minimizing the risk. Yeah. And if they're smart and they get injured in like year three, they still got that loot and now they can pay for the rest of their school. Absolutely. And believe me, if there's a guy good enough to go to the pros and stays co- in college and delivers a championship to that college basketball team, 
no matter what he does in the pros, he's got a place to come back to for the rest of his life. Because there are people that are that nutty about college sports. Oh, uh, Jawan Howard, looking at you. Oh, shit. And they didn't even deliver shit. They just got him close. Yeah. I mean, the Fab Five, except for fucking Chris Webber, pretty much anybody who's a sports fan in Detroit or the Metro Detroit area meets them. It's, oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, like, dude, fuck. You go tell someone, like, you know, except for, like, Jalen Rose that you met, you know, hey, I met one of the Fab Five. They're like, oh, Weber? No. Rose? No. I don't know the rest. They don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. Jawan so, Howard? No. King? No. <laughs> and the but final one is? Jackson. Is Ray Jackson. Everybody forgets him. Rich but, didn't. <clears throat> but yeah. Uh, I, I, okay, I guess I can see it. And, I mean, look, it's a smart thing. Why wouldn't you do it? I would have done it if I had the ability. If something, like, uh, like, okay, I guess the closest thing I have to natural athletic ability is my ability to play guitar. Meaning it didn't seem like work. It didn't feel like work to learn to play guitar. Which, I mean, I guess is affinity meeting a passion for something, right? So if I could go to college, get paid, get an education, and then go on to a, a guaranteed career where I'm going to make millions of dollars a year playing my guitar, at least for a couple of years, I would not be talking to you two. Yeah. Ditto. Uh, we'd have never met any of us. Correct. <laughs> Absolutely. 100% true story. And it's, hey, I've enjoyed my time since I've known you guys, but if I could get back into DeLorean, I might try a different fucking timeline. I'm just saying. <laughs> so, just know, nothing personal. I just want to find out Jennifer Conley's pussy tastes like, it, like I think it does. So I'm going I'm to go do my job, put the work in, and try to get that. So. <laughs> you think it smells like water? Uh, did, I didn't either of you guys see that rant, that video, the baby no. went on a couple days ago. Oh, he's he's a trouble. He's talked about gay people. But one of the lines in his rant said, "Put uh, put your cell phone in the air if your pussy smells like water." Which I just found like, uh, okay, does that mean it's clean? <laughs> Is that some young people slang I don't know about? Sure, I. You know, when you're old, it's not when you don't know the slang. It's when you don't care to know the slang. Yeah. That's truly that's that's truly old. For I me, don't give a shit anymore. For, for me, the wheel started falling off with cray-cray. I was like, wait a minute. It's already a two-syllable word. You're, just, you're substituting the second syllable. You're not saving any time. Just say crazy. And yet they, and yet they can't say, oh, he's acting creepy. No, it's got to be, oh, he's a creeper now. Well, and I'm like, also, no, I'm talking about ten year old slang, by the way. Oh no, no, it's, it, oh, dude, cringe. Oh, that's so cringe. What? What? Because you don't know what the word inducing means to put after the word cringe, moron. Really? Okay. Well, I mean, I'll be honest. With you. It might be another podcast we talk about this on. I've spent years around nation's youth now, back to back to back. It ain't getting any better, folks. Okay, creeper. <laughs> Yeah, I don't stand this generation. You do not abide. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, we'll get into that on Gen Exhausted. We do that later today. <laughs> Absolutely. Or other things, too. Uh, but I think this is about... You guys got anything else? This one sounds like it's, it's kind of wrapping up. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, we are on social media. Sporgy at ChristopherMedia.net. Email Sporgy... Wait. God damn it. 
I'm pretty sure I said the right thing. I don't write it down. I do it from memory every week. I just want to make sure I'm giving out the right shit. At Sporty Podcast on Twitter, see ha! And then Sporty at ChristopherMedia.net is the email. If you'd like to communicate with us, like us on Facebook as well. Hit the Amazon banner or the PayPal button on ChristopherMedia.net if you would like to help us out. And wherever you listen to us, rate us and review us. That is how people find out about us. If you like the show, tell us. It's always fun to hear. Other than that, uh, we'll catch you next week. All right, later, guys. Peace out, yeah. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.